The Film Freak Show with Leo Quinones is powered by Krikorian Premier Theaters, where movie going is always a premier event. Krikorian Theaters, the preferred theater of The Film Freak Show. have locked in to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. Yes, America's longest running movie talk show. My name is Leo Quinones. It is a blast to be here. We are broadcasting live on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. Proud to be here. Podcasts. Available on Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify, and the Apple Podcast Network. All right. Want to thank EntertainmentEarth.com for their amazing special. If you go to EntertainmentEarth.com, buy anything you want under the sun. You're going to get 10% off your order. If you use the promo code FILMFREAK. All right. Let's get to it. Tonight is Black Sunday. I mean, Oscar Sunday. We're going to get into it right now with the producer. Producer Mike Gary. Hello, sir. How you doing, Leo? You know... I used to love the Oscars. I used to love them. What happened? I just, I don't know what happened. It's these past couple of years. It's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing the movies enough, but it also just seems like it doesn't have the kind of pageantry. It doesn't seem as important as it used to. Do you want me to tell you why you're losing interest? Please do. Because they're trying to please every demographic with every show. And you know what? I'm showing respect for the Oscars in preparation for today's events, the red carpet, tonight's events. I am wearing something that cries Oscars. Mike, would you please describe my shirt? You're wearing a fantastic navy blue graphic tee <laughs> that features one and only Will Ferrell, a.k.a. Frank the Tank. It's so good when it hits your lips. <laughs> I didn't even see that. That's awesome. <laughs> what Mike is referring to is the back of my shirt with that exact, exact phrase. Wow. So <laughs> that's how we get ready for the Oscars because... You know, if you look at the Oscar 10 movies, and I, I will give them to you, and, and wow, it is a varied list. Belfast, Coda, don't look up, 
Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Not one of those pictures really moved the needle for the box office at all. So right there, when you cut out people, normal people, they don't get all these movies. And there's like one of Belfast. It's a true story about living in Ireland in the 60s. One is Coda, about a deaf family. Don't Look Up is a Netflix one where people are afraid of a giant meteor and they just don't look up. Half the people, a third of the people don't look up. Uh, There's a Japanese movie called Drive My Car. I didn't even see that one. Dune, a good film. King Richard, a great film. Licorice Pizza. It would have been a good, like, mini-series, two- or three-part series on Hulu. Not a best picture. Nightmare Alley, not a best picture. The Power of the Dog, they have Netflix's money behind them, and they are going for best picture, best director, and West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg classic. So when I run down that list, Mike, what jumps out at you or nothing jumps out at you? Nothing. Nothing at all. The only thing that, that I think of is I, I think that Netflix has become the new Miramax where, you know, as in years past, Miramax would just openly campaign for Oscar awards. Uh, it seems like Netflix is doing the same. But of all those movies you mentioned, I'm not there, not even one of those just comes out to me and says like, wow, this is going to be a movie that's going to be remembered in 10 years. Well, I would say from my point of view for the movies that this show represents, Dune is a great science fiction film. And I would love for Dune to win, but it's not. I don't believe it's even considered. I mean, the odds. I don't know where the odds are on that. The odds for Dune. I mean, if you want to put some money on Dune and it does win, you're gonna have a very, very good time because the odds <laughs> to pay it on that is pretty amazing. What I'm seeing right now through my my sources in the uh, under the underground offshore gambling is that uh, West Side Story. The odds have gone up really considerably these past couple days because that might sneak in because certain other films like Power of the Dog, Tick, Tick, Boom, and others will kind of split the vote. And the older Academy members, you know, who are like, oh, I, I go to the picture show. We're going to yeah. vote for West Side Story. Well, yes, that's possibly too. Uh, a lot of them remember the time of the Power of the Dog, 1925. So, yeah, they, that's a, a really true story for them. But I, I just um, I just don't care because I want Dune to win or King Richard to win. But I'm hearing all of a sudden, what are the odds that Coda is coming up fast. Coda is coming up fast. That was kind of off the board for the last couple of weeks, but that is surging ahead. You know what? I, I'm going to stick with my old school shirt, my love for old school, and I just I just won't give them all the attention that they that they really need. And you know they they did something this year. They it was a big story. The Oscar, the, the people that put on the Oscar, they cut out ten televised awards for below the line work. And there were a lot of people very, very upset with that. People, yeah, a lot of like big names are boycotting the Oscars because of this. And also the the young lady who starred uh, in West Side Story. Oh, she was 
omitted, she wasn't sent an invitation, and that caused quite an uproar. And this fake rage, I just, I just kind of laugh at it. I mean, okay. Was she nominated? No. Why should she be there then? Yeah, because the movie was, and she was the star of the movie. I guess that's why, but she, oh, 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 they quickly got her a ticket and they made it known throughout the world that she did receive her, her invitation and she is going to the Oscars. And also Licorice Pizza, you know, it was already controversial to begin with because of a quote unquote age inappropriate relationship between the two new characters, two main characters. It's now being lambasted in major publications, including the New Yorker, saying that it's insensitive to Asian Americans. Licorice pizza? Yes. Hmm, I'm trying to figure out. There's like a two-minute scene with like a very minute character who's married to a Japanese woman. And remember that exchange between that character and the Japanese woman? They're saying, that's racist, Leo, racist. Oh, man. You know what? Um, This movie, FYI, is not a documentary. It's, It's okay not to like it. But to protest it, it's not okay. I mean, where where do we draw the line, people? I mean, shh. I mean, don't look up is a prime example of where the world is today. Thirty five percent of the people don't believe that there is an asteroid that's going to knock us out in sixty days because Republicans, if they don't touch it and they can't feel it, it doesn't exist. So that's what I got. That was my takeaway from Don't Look Up. And, you know, I just saw it again this week. Holly hadn't seen it. So I said, yeah, let's put it on. It's two and a half hours. She goes, I'm ready. That's very rare. I'm ready for a two and a half hour film. But it was it was good. And it's nominated for Best Picture. But we'll see. I, I really think I really want King Richard. But I'm that's what I think will win. What I want to win is um, Dune. Anyways, we're going to take a break. But I thank you for following me online at Film Freak Live on Twitter, Film Freak Live on Instagram. And it's so cool that you're doing it. All right. Uh, We are going to take a break. You're listening to the Film Freak Movie Talk Show, Dr. Strange's favorite radio program. Finally. The Batman gets his due with this spectacular, fully posable 112 action figure. So many of his amazing gadgets, inventions, even his detachable flying wingsuit. But first, you gotta know, friends with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years, EntertainmentEarth.com, the online destination for collectors of mint condition items like this articulated figure of the Batman, equipped with four batarangs, a sticky bomb, a flare, two grappling guns, four head poses, and 13 different hands and a posing stand. Plus, you get free shipping, and you can take an extra 10% off your order right now by using the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at EntertainmentEarth.com. One more time, the Batman figure with his arsenal. Free shipping, plus take 10% off by using the promo code FILMFREAK. Leo Quinones is the Film Freak. What do you think Ferris is going to do? It's going to be a fry cook, I think. Yeah. One of the greatest movies ever, 1986. I walked into the West Cove Theater when I was a bartender at TGI Fridays. 
completely blown away by the coolness of Ferris Bueller. And I believe his coolness, producer Mike, has stood the test of time. 100%. I was actually watching the first uh, Spider-Man movie last night, the first Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. And as he's jumping through uh, some backyards, some people are watching Ferris Bueller. He says, oh, great movie. (laughs) It was just, I kind of wanted to be Ferris Bueller. You know, I wanted a car. I got a computer. How's that for being born under a bad sign? He had so many great lines. And and John Hughes, amazing, amazing, amazing. All right. All right. We're talking about a movie that's coming out December 16th, 2022. There seems to be quite a push for this film. Of course, I'm talking about James Cameron's Avatar 2. It's been 12 years since the first one. Let me say that they're going to release the trailer, because it's all owned by Disney now. It was 20th Century Fox before. Now it's just 20th Century. They're going to release it with the trailer with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. They want to get as many eyeballs as possible on this one, December 16th. Now, if I remember back, I went to a, one of the first screenings on IMAX of Avatar, and I was pumped. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. After two hours, I was checking my watch, and I was thinking, wow, how much longer? And it proceeded to be, you know, another hour... And I was like, have I been back to see Avatar? Hmm. Let me check. Let me check my my phone, my computer. Oh, yeah. No. So I just don't know how they're putting so much into this film. And James Cameron is on Avatar 2, 3, 4. And they are betting the farm on this franchise Let me get this straight to you before I say anything. I love James Cameron. The Terminator. The Abyss. True Lies. True Lies. That's my jam. Yeah. He is a self-taught. He went to a library just to read books on filmmaking. That was his film school. So here's this guy who comes from not very much to the very, very top. And, of course, Titanic, what a huge production that was. What huge money it made. I mean, the guy had expeditions down to the original Titanic to shoot footage in IMAX, brought the footage up, integrated it into a movie, and he just did an amazing job. So, one quick note on Avatar 2. Kate Winslet is in it. Kate Winslet was in the original Titanic. Kate Winslet... And I believe this is true. Tom Hanks set a world record, I believe, for Mission Impossible 5 for swimming underwater. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Like five minutes. Five minutes without taking a breath. Can you do that, Michael? Uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> so in Avatar 2, there's a sequence where Kate Winslet, she plays 
uh, an underwater, like she, a floating angel or some kind of a being, an alien or whatever they have. And she held her breath for seven minutes. That is extraordinary, you know? So I just don't know if it's going to be as big as they want it to be. What do you think about this whole Avatar thing, Mike? Okay, so a couple... First, a question, though, because I remember when Avatar first came out, which seems like 50 years ago. um, 12. 12 years ago. God, simpler times. That was in 3D. Mm -hmm. Will will Avatar 2 also be in 3D? Finally, the technology has caught up with James Cameron's vision. So, yes, there will be... An so amazing. the whole glasses, the whole thing. Yeah. Because that, that's kind of fallen by the wayside. I, I can't remember the last time we've seen, you know, at least a big budget 3D movie come to theaters. Mm-hmm. Also, I remember like just like you, the, the very first time I saw Avatar, I was like, wow, this is the longest Best Buy home theater technology display I've ever seen. Yeah, they just keep it on a loop. It's just... And uh, the story was really not that great. I thought that just that is not a three how i just was really confused on how you could fill three hours with that movie and dare i ask the audience have you has anyone seen avatar in the last decade have you seen i haven't even seen it on the cable channel it's not, i haven't seen it on a cable channel a streaming service it's pretty much gone away huh i i guess i'm hoping for the best but you know like peter jackson and his lord of the rings series when you know, everyone, boom, boom, three hours, three hours, three hours. He just pummeled us with so much footage that he just, I guess he did not edit his, you know, every shot of his is perfect and he's got to keep it in the movie. It can't go by the wayside. That was, I think, one of the problems with the Lord of the Rings series. And well, also to today's audience, specifically talking about, you know, Avatar is if he's going to make another three hour movie, I mean, Audiences become younger audiences, especially have been accustomed to a two thirty, a two forty minute movie, a Marvel movie, because those Marvel movies are packed full of action. There's like at least five very large action set pieces, and if I remember correctly, in Avatar, there's maybe three action set pieces. You know what, Mike? There's going to be a text break in this Avatar in the middle. Just kidding. But kids today, you know, this has happened to me like. Th- three or four different times they're right next to me and they're on their phones checking the text and i'm like dude throw that away or i'm gonna throw it away and they look at me like i have four heads like what is your problem old dude i don't know just kids today but we'll have to wait for this avatar too i mean amazing we'll be right back you are listening to the film freak movie talk show i appreciate it and follow me on instagram at film freak live or twitter Film Freak Live. Here we go. And you got to know, the Film Freak Movie Talk Show is Jack and Rose's favorite radio show. Are you tired of drinking vodka that makes you gag? Well, then fix it. Fix vodka. American-made, high-alkaline, non-acidic, non-GMO, 100% vegan, and gluten-free. Plus, a woman, Marilyn Miklas, 
is the creator and founder of Fixed Vodka. The smooth taste of Fixed Vodka just makes it go down easy. Fixed Vodka recently won the double gold medal at the San Francisco Spirits competition. Fix is going global. The highest and most prestigious award given for spirits in the entire world. Get your Fix Vodka now at FixVodka.com. That's FixVodka.com. Three action figures from the Batman movie. You or someone in your life must have these figures. This is a gritty early portrayal of the Riddler, Catwoman, and the Cape Crusader. But first, you've got to know, friends with the Film Freak Movie Talk Show for over 20 years, EntertainmentEarth.com, the online destination for collectors of mint condition items like the Batman movie action figures. The Riddler, what's the ice pick for? Catwoman and her trusty whip. And what's the Batman without his grappling hook? All come with posable stands, all ready to kick ass. Get all three and receive free shipping and take 10% off your order right now by using the promo code FILMFREAK. That's 10% off every order at entertainmentearth.com. One more time, the Batman action figure set, free shipping, and 10% off. Use promo code FILMFREAK. Leo Quinones is the Film Freak. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. The Matrix Resurrections. The production company is suing HBO Max or Warner Brothers, one of those big giant entities, because they feel it didn't get a fair shake at the box office. And I agree with them 100%. What do you think about that, Mike? I agree, too. I mean, the same thing happened with ScarJo, and ScarJo ended up suing Disney and Marvel, and I believe got a pad out of that. So, yeah, I can understand totally when you dilute the box office like that, that you'd be mad. ScarJo and uh, Cruella, mm-hmm. Emma Stone, did the same exact thing. So they have to be careful. I mean, the Batman, they at least have 45 days between the time it hits theaters uh, to HBO Max and... Oh my gosh, that movie is the movie of the year by far for me, and it was just excellent. And this deleted scene that's out there, Matt Reeves released a deleted scene, and uh, Barry Kocek, he was uh, the Joker in this scene, and I, you know me, this is your movie show, I would have played this scene for you first first segment now we're in the last segment talking about it because we don't have the scene i don't think you can hear the audio right mike it's not necessarily mixed appropriate for stereo radio purposes yeah and you know what that's a shame 
because it was integrated into the plot of the Batman. Kind of made more sense. And you know what? Oh, so I'm sorry I don't have it for you. I could play it for you, and then you'd go, "What? What? What did he? What did he say?" I mean, that's a Rick Deesism. Don't play bad audio. Yeah, just if, if go online, you can find it anywhere online and watch it with the subtitles, and you'll get the gist of it. I didn't even see it with subtitles because there wasn't any. I was looking for them. Check out the uh, YouTube automated subtitle feature. I did. Oh, really? And maybe the audio is so bad that the algorithm can't pick up the subtitles. I believe that is probably it because it wasn't. There you go. So, I mean, do you think that? I mean, I have ne- yet to see the Batman, and every time I, oh I know, God, every time Leo, God. Leo has, has, what are you doing? Leo beats me whenever I say that. Oh. He he physically assaults me. I'm I'm like a battered wife over here. Um, but I, my question to you is: I did watch the clip before we started. Do you think that? The Batman, this iteration of the Batman, will be the villain in the subsequent sequel to the Batman. Can you repeat the question, please? Will this iteration that we saw in these deleted scenes of the Joker, will he be the primary or one of the primary villains in the forthcoming The Batman sequel, which has yet to be announced, but I'm sure is being developed? Hmm. I would think it follows along um, with the Christopher Nolan story trilogy. I, I don't know. Maybe they will. I couldn't tell you for sure. It's certainly, everyone wants to see it. And this young actor, he uh, it looks like he relied a little bit on Heath Ledger's immortal take on the Joker. But I don't think this actor, and I can I certainly don't know how he prepared, but I'm willing to bet that this young actor, probably like 25, didn't spend a month in a London hotel with a book, a script, practicing his laugh and practicing being maniacal like the late great Heath Ledger did. I just don't I just don't think so. Yeah, it's hard. Well, yeah. But this we do see in this clip a little disfigurement in the face, also in the hands too. Yeah, so like Oswald Cobblepot with those visible scars and you know what the eyebrows of Oswald Cobblepot, the makeup artist Mike Marino, he he made him to be Fredo's of the Godfathers. Because Colin Farrell has very thick, noticeable, hey, I can't miss it. Hey, is that Colin Farrell across the bar? I saw those eyebrows. Yeah, he's got some caterpillars up there. Yeah, yeah. So um Fredo's eyebrows are up there, and it was just um I I can't believe it, Mike. I can't believe you have resisted this movie. And dare I say the copy that you have won't be seeing it in the, yeah. gra- the great format. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait for HBO Max. Are you really? I am. I you're, am. you're not going to go see it in the theater? I'm, uh, you might have twisted my arm. I might go see it in the uh, theater just for you, Leo. Please do. Well, that's another edition of the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. Thank you to producer Mike. And you got to love it. Thank you for being here. You can follow me on Instagram at Film Freak Live, on Twitter at FilmFreakLive.com. And you got to know that this is Bruce Wayne's favorite radio show. Hey, whenever you want the Batman news, you just keep it right here all the time on the Film Freak Movie Talk Show. Tell you, baby